Last time our party found themselves at sea. They were headed for the continent of Arcanus, having escaped the slaver camps. But they were awoken to a strong and powerful storm. The crew pounded on their door asking for assistance above deck, and the party found themselves carrying about many tasks to help secure the ship as best as possible. Though they did well at preparing the ship for the storm, monsters attacked. Creatures from the sea, part humanoid, part demon, ruthless killers come for the men and women aboard the ship. They fought them off, only to be attacked once more by an elemental of the waters who was stowed away below the deck. After defending themselves, the party was roused once more by the crew to hear that they were going to crash. It appeared the continent of Arcanus was surrounded by a great magical barrier of force. Kirillai was under the impression that this barrier was no longer functioning because she was unaware of how anyone would have made it to the island in the first place had it been intact. It was then the party noticed that the storm raging shot bolts of arcane energy, some of which cracked against this arcane barrier, lowering it for a moment. They plotted that they would try to move their way through hopefully catching lightning in a bottle, as it were, threading the needle through the opening. But they could not figure out a way to perhaps slow the ship enough to not crash into the wall. After frantically trying to plan, the crew lost faith and jumped overboard. Rather than crash against the wall, hoping to be at the mercy of the sea. Sleepy Paw sent out a prayer to the Bay of the Waters, hoping that perhaps some aid would come to them. Alarak took charge and decided to grab the helm of the ship, using his great strength to bring it parallel along the wall, holding fast for quite some time. But alas, even with Sleepy Paw relentlessly pelting the wall with his fey blasts, they were unable to lower a gap in the barrier long enough to pass through. Alarak's strength finally failed him as the wheels spun out of control and the ship crashed against the force wall. <laughs> Our adventurers found themselves in the cold waters surrounding Arcanus, being bashed up against this wall of force until they fell unconscious. And we resume now where they left off. So, everybody make constitution save. We're going for an 18. Natural oh, point yeah. for Christina. <laughs> 17. Oh, 16, 19. Peter. Oh, 
Papadopoulos got a natural 20. We got 19. We got 19. What? 17. 17. 14. 14. All right. So, all of you, except for Kirlai, awaken. Sleepy Paw, you groggily stir. I'm going to die in the water outside of my homeland. Damn it. As your eyes come into focus, you see three figures walking away. They appear humanoid with green-hued skin and fine features. Sleepy Paw, make a perception check. You squint with all the strength you have in you right now, but you can't seem to make out the face, but something calls out to you about one of these people. You feel an urge to speak. Uh... Hey, wait, come back. The one in the center turns around hearing your voice. As he does, you clearly see what you remember to be your greatest friend from the glade. The elf you saw taken away when Savan created the merging. Zebic Featherfall. Uh, am, I, am I like, kind of like, because you said I kind of barely am like, we're beached up on the shore, right? Yep, make a constitution save. Fine. Perfect. The shock of seeing this overcomes you, and you pass out. Uh, Any of the other of you doing anything here? Hey, did, did you save us? He looks up to hear your voice and waves a hand at you and casts sleep on the party. Everybody make a save. Oh, oh, I have to do this Constitution or wisdom. Your choice. Oof. One. Twenty. Fail. Thirteen. You all are overcome by a deep sleep. <clears throat> Thank God. This is what I've been waiting for. Thank you. Alright, guys. Now, what's going to happen here is a dream of Sleepy Paws, so you don't know this in character. Whatever he happens to pass along to you, that's up to him. While Sleepy Puss sleeps, he dreams. There, he sits in a dark void, surrounded by nothingness, floating. From all around you and within, you suddenly hear a voice. It echoes in your mind and resonates in your soul. I am the Archfey Water. Long ago, when that which is was not, before man and God, there was a great emptiness. And from that emptiness was born a desire to be whole. That desire was known as the Origin, a being of pure creation and destruction, of light and dark, 
all and nothing unto itself. The origin knew nothing and everything, and so that is what it became. The emptiness of space brought the archface sky into existence. From the objects that filled the space, archfey earth came to be, and the worlds on which all of creation now reside. As the origin stretched outward into infinity, it never felt whole. It grew angry and lashed out at the void in itself. This anger ignited the stars, and the archfey fire brought light to all. With light, the origin saw all it had created, all it had become. It finally saw how alone it was. The origin shed a single tear. From that tear grew the archfey water, and life was born. The origin then dispersed itself, reaching out to all life, to touch that which existed from it, but in spite of it. The origin flowed through all beings, and the weave was formed, the source of all magic. The balance you seek ebbs and flows. Your world's gods came long after the time of origin, Sleepy Paw. They are mere stones in the river. If they are large enough, the waters must flow around them. But in time, they all give way to the erosions of fate, eventually mere pebbles swept away in the current. Know this, Sleepy Paw, that throughout time, there have been beings who sought to stop the flow of the river and drain its waters for themselves. There are also those who aspire to be stewards of these waterways, who seek to maintain that which should be. Your world is in conflict, and beings such as these exist now. Hear us, Sleepy Paw. One cannot maintain the stream if they know not where it flows. And you awaken suddenly. Uh, I sit up in a panic. Good! Yeah. It's nightfall right now. The grass feels damp and soggy. The air smells humid and rot. You can faintly make out the figures of your companions around you. They appear to still be unconscious. You can see out behind you the shoreline where you crashed. Arcane wall still intact. Uh, I get up and I go over to. Uh, Christina's. I forgot what she is. Peapod Podopolis. And uh, I go, hey, are you okay? And I like, do one of those more where I slap you across the face, like. I'm trying to wake you up. Uh, whoa! Whoa! What? What's going on? Last thing I remember is ship and then. Is there something? No. Where are we? Hey, I point back to the the wall and go. Well, somehow we made it through the wall, and those people at least they're gone for the moment. Uh, kind of shrugs away the the thought of Zebek. Um, just current moment, things need to be focused on. So he goes, so, hey, we didn't drown, so that's always a plus. Mm -hmm. Let me wake up these other schlubs. Alright. Well, go up to the... Here we are. Shaking our shoulders. Hey! Hey, wake up! We're in your homeland. 
You're on Arcanus right now. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. We need to get to Arcanus. Slow your roll, Les. We need to get ourselves all set up. Let's wake up the rest of the party. That's fine. Seriously. And Johnson, what's your character again? Alaric. Alaric jumps. That's right. Uh, I do the same thing to you, but this time I... I kind of take a stick because I'm afraid of what would happen if I slap him. I yeah, just kind of like <laughs> poke him with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want him. I don't want him hulking out on me. <laughs> hey, all right, we go. I'm an I'm an old and wise dwarf. I've seen barbarians before. Ah. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> So as I wake and I grab the stick and I yank <laughs> on the stick as he releases it and I... Ah, ah. Where'd they go? Uh, Those cheap bastards. Talking about the crew? Talking about the people who blindsided us and put us to sleep. I don't remember that. I saw it. You yelled to them and they waved at me and I went unconscious. Hmm. That sounds like something Zebek would do. Zebek? Uh, you're my I imagine, but I was like, uh, nothing. I must have been half asleep. Okay. Uh, well, I'll go like there's deck. some things you're not saying. <laughs> Uh, let's focus on getting everybody up here. Oh, Mr. Human! <laughs> wakey, wakey! <laughs> what? What's, what's going on? We're alive. How'd we make it through the wall? That I don't know. You know, I stuck my neck out for you back there. I think you want some explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, put me on blast already. <laughs> <laughs> Not even enough time to get the water out of here. Well, this man goes throwing names around. Like he knows something. Uh, my character shrugs and goes, um, I mean, I saw three figures as well. Um, one of them got close enough to me to recognize his face, but that's absolutely impossible. Um, he goes, I had a friend once named Zebek who was a wood elf. And when Savan did his whole merging thing, he very much went poof into a pile of clothes. So the fact that he is here doesn't make sense. So that's why I said I must have been half asleep. Could be a concussion. Probably. Someone should check him out. I eat a berry that I still have. <laughs> Disgusting. Listen, I'm saving my mystery <laughs> berry for you, buddy. Mine doesn't look the same as yours, dude. Maybe you just had a bad batch. <laughs> <laughs> 
At this point, I'd like everyone to tell me your passive perception value. How do I know if it's passive? It's, uh, your passive perception is 10 plus whatever value you would add. So your wisdom, um, plus 5 is your passive, so 15 is your passive perception. 13. 13. 11. 11. 14. 14. Are you proficient with perception as well? No. Okay, so you're... Alright, so, as you're conversing, despite your focus on the matter at hand, lasering in on the fact that this seemed odd, and even the fact that you're a bit distracted by concern for sleepy pause mental health at this point, (laughs) your keen barbarian senses honed by battle pick up a faint crying sound, almost a whimpering, and the sound of scraping. You look off in the direction it seems to be coming from and notice faint flashes of light in the distance. I hear scraping, flashes of light, and <laughs> whimpering. Who, uh, who has the concussion now? No, no I, was just, I was just like... That was out of character. Yeah, I was just like trying to get it all straight here, so I can. Correct. That is what happened. (laughs) What? Hold on. There's someone in the distance, and look over there. Do you see that? As you point in the direction, Alarak is guiding you, you now can see as well the faint flashes of light and can pick up the soft, almost whimpering, crying sounds. Quickly, but quietly! I start running! Does that sound humanoid or like an animal? It it sounds like it could be a human's voice or something like that, you know, and you're not necessarily sure if you want me to make a survival check, you can... See if it sounds like perhaps an animal you've heard of. As I'll, some animals do sound like humans when they cry. I'll follow him and make a survival check on top of it. Critical fail. All right, you are confident that that thing has got to be an animal and not human. Like that does not sound right to you. <laughs> okay. I as they're walking, I'm like, ah, probably could just be a hunter, you know. I mean, we are in the woods and probably skinning an animal. No, no, you're confident it's not. Oh, it's not. Not a human. It's an animal. There's something something going on here. It's an animal and like some kind of beast of some sort. That's what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a hunter, you just said. No, I was saying the crying was a hunter skinning an animal. Oh, okay. But the sound you think is the animal. Yeah, I think the sound is the kid. The whimpering is like the... "Ah!" (laughs) Because you didn't kill it. So I'm not, I'm not all too panicked at the moment because I'm like, yeah, we're probably just going to talk to a hunter out in the woods. I'm going after it. Okay. I'm running. I'm running after them. I'll follow. I'm curious. Thank you. I'll head towards the source of the noise and the flashing light. 
As you approach, you see a small hunched figure. It appears he can. He holds a rock and what it looks like a flint in his hand and he's trying to spark it over a pile of soggy, wet, rotting wood. What is the wintering? Him? Him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not an animal at all. (laughs) Jimmy, how'd you get through the wall? A useless lad from the ship. Well, probably needs our help. Timmy doesn't notice you guys. Keeps... <laughs> it's cold and wet. Oh. Dogs hurt. <laughs> oh my god, that's so sad. Oh. I'm going to. I'm going to go up Timmy. Okay. Oh my god. Hey, uh, Timmy? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I just. I heard you, and just wanted... Are you okay? Oh, oh. Oh, my friends! Where are they? I don't know. I mean, they might be around here. I, I survived. You survived? You guys all made it? Mm-hmm. Maybe they are okay. <laughs> Someone as frail as you can survive. I'm sure the rest of them survived as well, young one. Dance takes a lot of muscle tone, mister. It may not be bulk, but I'm wiry. Strength of mind as well as strength of body, little one. You need to work on your mental fortitude. I look him over with like a quick like medical check just to see if he's uh, 17. Uh, you notice Timmy's got a pretty large gash on his forehead with bruising around it. And his arm hangs a little limply as he's trying to light uh, the splint. So, taking the... I only used one of my berries, and I imagine it's still the same day. Uh, yes. I kind of reach back in my pouch and pull out one of the good berries. Uh <laughs> I just kind of realized good bears are a lot like sensu beans that they also heal and it fill you up for a couple days. <laughs> so I go, hey, Timmy, eat this. Tastes good and it'll make sure your wounds heal up. <gasps> Don't do it, Timmy. It's crap. Ooh. He just gobbles it up. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh, that was so good. I feel full now. My head feels a little better. Thanks so much, Mr. Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Well... Since you guys are here, I really think it'd be a good idea if we set up camp. It's so dark and I'm still really tired and I could really use a good night's sleep. After Timmy mentions this, you all realize that despite the time you spent unconscious, you didn't exactly get rest, as it were. (laughs) I mean, we did get sleep, (laughs) so... (laughs) Mm. Should have been pretty deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree. And I, uh, I would agree with Timmy as well. Can we feel quite exhausted. Can I roll a check to make sure that our surroundings are fit to set up camp safely? 
That actually would be a great idea for setting up camp, sir. Alright. Is that, uh, perception? Or what is that? What's that? Why don't you all, real quick for me, make mm -hmm. a survival check? Survival? Okay, you three know that the best thing you should do right now is a small checklist of items to get your camp set up properly. You'll want to find some dry wood so you're able to set a fire. You'll want to choose a proper site to camp. Probably dig a small trench to keep water out, given the area seems to be quite wet and marshy. Perhaps a small retaining wall. Um, you will probably also want to forage or hunt. Give yourself some food. And it would be a good idea to probably figure out where you are on Arcanus so you can head towards Arcania. Beyond that, building shelter would probably help you sleep a lot better for you. Okay? So did you get to know when you roll high? Mm -hmm. Alright, so. Well, I don't have this in Yeah, you guys are so one of you the fastest alone. Well, guys, why don't we, uh, why don't we look for some dry wood so we can... Yeah, so I the fire and the rest of the up. Hmm. Hunt, record. Is this a good place to set up? I'd say we should probably double check that. Those of you who have made the proper survival check here feel as though splitting up would be the best course of action given how late it is and the fact that you're all quite tired. Uh, in terms of foraging and hunting, extra food is great, but those berries that I have you are, should still be good, and they'll keep you full for the entire day. Okay. I do have some spare berries if anyone needs a berry. I do too. He does berries too? No, no I, I yeah. made... He handed out berries oh. earlier. We uh, each took a spare since we didn't want any, so... <laughs> yeah. I have three on hand. I saw him. For the record, on the good berry note, guys, if you eat more than one of those in a day, I'm going to give you a level of exhaustion because you've eaten. <laughs> you've eaten two days worth of food in a single day. You're going to have like, I... oh, you're going to nap. <laughs> ah! Alright, uh, then, I mean, if you're going to do that rule, I would probably know my own spell, so I said, yeah, I, yeah. I should warn you, though, uh, don't eat more than one berry in a day. Um, because you will have literally ate two days worth of food in a single day. And it's, I've seen someone eat five berries and, uh, it, uh, didn't turn out well for them. <laughs> if possible, feel free to use it for healing and stuff like that. Just realize that if you tap it too much, it's gonna mm -hmm. make you loggy. Well, do you think you should eat it now, or...? I mean, my spell probably will only be up here for another couple more hours and then those berries turn into mush and become useless. So I'd recommend eating it now and you'll be good until tomorrow morning. Well, I'll... I ate one of It doesn't look like the one we gave you before. 
This one does not look brown. It looks like a ripe blueberry. You're on your own round. Okay. That's fair. I will not take the berry. Alarak does still not just trust these berries, and he feels that he would rather hunt from the land than from Sleepy Paws pockets, quote unquote. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> berry pouch. Well, since we've got some... It's prison pouch. <laughs> prison berry pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should... We should probably try and build a shelter, too. Uh, well, if you guys want to go find wood materials, I'll set up camp. I can go collect wood. Here, like, you know, the area, do you think we'd be able to help us figure out the top of the path mm-hmm. to get to? Um, I would think I would make, uh, I feel like... Don't worry about making checks. I'll look you. Okay. I'll try hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, certainly. I think that should be able to figure it out. Sleepy Paw feeling guilt over the fact that Alex still does not trust his berries, decides he will take up hunting. Given that he enjoys the nice time in nature as it is anyway, perhaps get a lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Did you say you were going to get the land? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, hey, Timmy, do you want to help me build some trenches? So, are you setting up the shelter or picking the campsite? Um, I will set up the shelter and do trenching. So. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm I failed my check. Um. Okay. Well, we'll go through the list here. Then, if you guys have signed up your duties, all right. First off, we'll start with you, Frank Nashton. Uh, you need to go out and search for some dry wood. The area is surrounded with uh, hanging willow trees. Seems kind of boggy almost. Uh, it's Definitely going to be a little bit challenging here to find some dry wood. Why don't you go ahead and make a survival check for me? Five. All right. You stumble around for a while, moving through the dark. I do have a light source with you, by the way. I do? Okay. What is your light source and how are you holding it, just so I know here? I don't think I took a light source. Alright, so you are stumbling in the dark. Got it. Alright, your checks are now going to be with disadvantage for the record. <laughs> Alright, so we'll just count your four as a fail. Yep. <laughs> you don't need to bother the second roll. <laughs> Alright, so you find some soggy wood, um, some rotten wood, some rocks. Uh, nothing that seems to be proper for burning, in your opinion. Uh... Perhaps, though, maybe there'd be a way you could dry some of the wood out. That's an idea. Or you could continue searching about if you wanted in the dark. I'm trying to search a little bit more. Feel free. Make another uh, survival check. Nine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this time, you find a badger. as you're digging in what seems to be a hollowed out log you're like oh perhaps the wood in here would be kept dry and as you reach in you feel a claw rake across your hand and take (laughs) four damage 
and the badger pops his head out the hole and hisses at you. Oh, there, badger. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Go find a mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. It seems to be crawling towards you at this point since you're not leaving. <laughs> back away from the badger. All right. So... As you back away, the badger seems to think you got the hint and crawls back into the log. Make a perception check. 14. 14. Alright, as the badger's crawling back into the hole, you could swear you saw <laughs> dry wood in that log. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stand and I'm gonna point the badger and run through the different area. <laughs> Alright. Despite the fact that you felt there was the only dry wood you see in here, you're like, I don't wanna fuck with the badger. <laughs> and you moved on looking elsewhere. Unfortunately, stumbling through the dark, you do not find any dry wood and return to camp empty handed. What a failure to do. Alright. <laughs> now we will move on to. <laughs> Choosing a campsite. Keep Papadopoulos, you bring Timmy along with you as you search about to find a great place to set up shop. Ideally, you want an area with flat level ground that's a little bit raised. Uh, and the trench will obviously help with that regardless. Probably be a good idea to pick something not too close to one of the bogs. A uh, tree could provide shelter, perhaps. Feel free to roll a survival check. <coughs> Fifteen. All right. You find an ideal spot. The land is tamped down pretty good here, and can definitely dig a perimeter without much inhibit inhibition from the surrounding land. There's a nice little overhang from one of the wheels. The tree seems sturdy and unlikely to fall or drop any large branches upon the campsite. Mm -hmm. That's really such a, just the right spot. We should uh, market and go get Ellery to help us set this up. What do you want to market? Hmm. Excuse me. Pull off my dagger and mark the tree. Okay, that's good. How are we going to find our way back, though? As you look around, you see the camp. Or your friends, not too far away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? We can just go back. They're not too far distance. He looks. Timmy being short and it's quite dark. He can't see over the brush at all. He's like, I see nothing! Well, as far as the eye can see, <laughs> this place is... It's so vast! The abyss is staring back into me! How soon do you wanna. Do I have any more stuff? Um, I don't know. We have Nas. What would you like to do? Oh, this uh, one? I mean, we want one. I want one. We have Nas. Do you want Nas? Sure. Just wanted something to drink, really. Well, Timmy, would you like to uh, wait here while I go. 
Timmy's just staring there wide-eyed right now, like, in total fear and hearing you say you're going to just walk off into this void, <laughs> leaving him in the dark. <laughs> Timmy's gonna make a wisdom save here. I think he's your child cousin. <laughs> Alright. You, you sue Timmy. He's like, alright, I'll sit here in the dark for whatever reason you see fit. Well, <laughs> you seem nice enough. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> Bye. He just kind of cries silently to himself <laughs> at this point. One second. Eight fifty-two. At this point, Timmy's just kind of rocking back and forth on the ground, and he's not hearing anything around anymore. He's like, I'll be safe, she'll be back. I'll be safe, she'll be back. I'll be safe, she'll be back. Oh, I, I feel guilty at this point. I'm like, okay. No, you're right. And I pick Timmy up and we'll just go together. He's just like, I'll be safe, she'll be back. I'll be safe, she'll be back. Make a strength check. <laughs> oh. Okay, as you pick up Timmy, you are not really balanced for holding another person. As a sorcerer, you haven't been trained much in the ways of Alorax physique, for instance. And ooh, you drop Timmy and he hits his head on a root. Timmy is now unconscious. <laughs> From salt. <laughs> At this point, I turn and I run back to Alarax. Alright. Alright, so. You run back towards your companions and find Alarax sitting there waiting for your return. He is. Alarax, make a. Do you want to have a tool for digging yourself this trench? I'll use my hammer. Alright, that sounds good. Pound the ground into a trench. <laughs> <laughs> like it. We're not gonna have a camp! <laughs> You'll be surprised at how fast I'll get this done. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be surprised at how fast this is gonna get done. This is get a champion. <laughs> Alright, so you come back and find Alarak? Alright. Make a survival check because you were flustered by the fact that Timmy was You try to find your way back to the campsite you marked, but having become so flustered, having dropped Timmy and your haste to get back to Alarak. You cannot seem to find the initial spot you camped, nor Timmy, who <laughs> was laying on the ground amongst the reeds and shrubbery. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, this here, I swear. Oh, my God. No, Timmy, Timmy, he trusted me. I said I'd be back, and then I wanted to bring him. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, deep breaths. Deep breaths. 
god. Where is the camp? Have you found the spot? You were taking me to. I, I did have a spot, but I I was so flustered and trying to get back to like. And you lost the useless one. Searching for the spot. I guess. Uh, more survival check. I'll, I will start looking around too. And sure, make a survival out. check. I mark the tree with an X. Please. I'm going to make survival or perception, I'll say. I feel like I'm going to come back like the scenic community where he comes back with the pizzas and everything's just on fire. <laughs> oh, they're both the same thing for me. All right, you compose yourself realizing Timmy needs your help. And you look around and with your eyes squinting through the darkness, you spot the tree not more than 10 feet ahead of you. Timmy must be around here in the brushery. He's over here and I get down and start crawling. Alright, as you're fumbling around, moving through the grass, you feel a warm, must be a leg. Crawling and is this Timmy you're saying? Yeah. Timmy's unconscious, so he does not hear you. As you part the grass, you see a snake. It turns and hisses. Its tail riddles in your hand. It strikes out towards you. Make a reflex save. Dexterity save, my apologies. Nine. Oh, the snake bites you. Four. Three damage. <coughs> and the wound burns a little bit. Make a constitution save. Alright. You feel a little lightheaded, but you feel like you're all right. Well, knowing that daylight is burning quickly, as by daylight we mean moonlight. Pretty much dark <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Half a party is not yeah arrived, and I uh, see the tree with the axe a few feet from us, and I uh, start pounding my trench. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. You're right by me. Well, I thought, I, you know, okay. The snake is scared off by the pounding and slithers away, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue looking for Timmy. All right. Like, he was right by the tree. So. As you stumble around, crawling through the brush, you find another warm object. 
This time it appears to have cloth on it. it you think this must be Timmy. As you part the grass, you see his small form lying there unconscious. Fortunately, all the wildlife appears to be driven off by Alec pounding away. Purpose is twofold. He's still got Barry. Show Barry in his mouth. He's got Barry. God damn it. So. Yeah. Alright, so Alec, I would like it's you to make a <laughs> strength or athletics check of your choice. 19. 19? Alright, so as you begin pounding all around this campsite, setting up the perimeter, you are just wailing away at it with your hammer. It doesn't seem like the best idea, but goddammit, that barbarian strength. And <laughs> You tamp that ground down well. <laughs> and there is clearly a divot trench all the way around the can. You do not have a retaining wall yet, as your companions may have recommended. Uh, there is no stray dirt from your digging to build a retaining wall because <laughs> you did not dig. <laughs> Created a deep enough trench to divert water. All right. That's all that matters. We did that. Then... Now... To make some shelter. I take my war hammer and I blast it against a tree. <laughs> I start to try and knock a tree down with my hammer. Alright, make another strength or athletics check, your choice. Raw <laughs> <laughs> strength will save the day. 19. Alright. You are just smacking the shit out of this tree. The wood splintering away. Nobody cuts down a tree with a hammer, it doesn't work. But you're doing it anyway. <laughs> um, make another strength athletics check. Mm. Two. <laughs> All right. So as you're doing this, you're starting to realize this isn't really getting anywhere. <laughs> I mean, there's a dent in the tree, but it's solid wood. It's alive. It's like... It's kind of mashing it. I'm getting a bit tired. It is late. You've had head injuries. You fought off monsters. You haven't had a good night's sleep. You still haven't eaten. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Strength training's over. Alright. And, uh. Do the proper thing. And I go look for sturdier logs. Sturdier logs so over Sturdy building shelter. Yeah, gotcha. To create some kind of shelter. Alright, Christina, have you done anything with Timmy here yet? I've been holding Timmy. <laughs> See if I. Uh, if he. I mean, you were like 10, 20 feet away from the little campsite you found. You can take him back over by Alarak if you want. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Or maybe ask Alarak to help since you uh, have a shoot <laughs> <laughs> and he dropped him into the marsh and he begins to sink. He <laughs> lands face first. He drowns in a shallow puddle. All I didn't sleep. We got a camp to set up. Mm. <laughs> Prop him up. 
<laughs> against the tree. We can tie him to it if you want. No, 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 no. Well, yes, 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 yes. That tie <laughs> A fire in front of him. <laughs> but look, we need to create shelter. We're running out of time. We need good rest tonight. We have a long journey tomorrow. Uh, He's already getting rest. Consider it a blessing. Everybody make a perception check, please. Not everybody, just these two. Come, guys. Fucking horrendous. Alright, you guys are very entranced in your conversation. You don't hear the sound of rustling in the bushes back where Timmy is. You did not carry him over. I, I tried saying to ask Alaric to bring him back. Oh, he's on the outskirts of the camp? Yeah, he's about 20 feet away, lying in the bushes. Uh, he's still lying in the bushes? Yeah, so she, like, she didn't want to drop him again. <laughs> and she made a discussion of what to do about waking up to me and the long-term plans for him rather than can you help me bring Timmy over here. <laughs> so... Continue your conversation. Well, where is Timmy anyways? We'll just put him in the center of the clearing at least. He's, he's over this way. Let's turn around. Go over here. Timmy is. Alright. You go to where you were sure Timmy was. <laughs> You're not... Aware if maybe you're picking the wrong spot again and just flustered, or I mean, you can kind of make a survival check. Make one too if you want. All right. You happen to see drag marks through the grass, and as you crouch down, you notice what appears to be paw prints of some sort. Give me a drag of the wolves. <laughs> God damn it. The beast has got to gonna dance with wolves? <laughs> you must act quickly. Uh, I go off after the tracks. I follow. Alright. So you guys follow these tracks off into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> This is turning out really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Everything is turning out bad. On that note, we will cut away to another party member here. Sleepy Paw, you are out anyone. searching for food. Are you hunting, foraging? What would you like to be doing? Um, can, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, everyone's had a good berry, so they're good except for Johnson. Johnson is a barbarian. You know, if I bring a barbarian back a bunch of vegetables, he's going to be pissed. So, I'm hunting. All right. Sleepy Paws on the hunt. So, make a DC 15 survival check. Uh, 18. Perfect. All right. So, as you're looking around, you're walking through the dark. You kind of sniff the air with your keen dwarven nose. (laughs) You lick a tree. Kind of hmm, rub a blade of grass between your fingertips. And then take a very stoic pose as you contemplate. 
kind of have an inkling that I want to drink my own piss. I don't know, something in the back of my head like, if you're thirsty, drink your own piss. <laughs> Not yet. Make, make a wisdom check. <laughs> Uh, dude. Uh, you're like, as you're about to find your quarry, you're like, all right, I got a minute. I can do this. And you decide that a true survivalist would drink his own pee. And you are thirsty right now, so screw it. Better than marsh water. Uh, <laughs> After a hearty drink. <laughs> it's got it. Eight minutes. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you like that monkey in that YouTube video snip. <laughs> so, you turn, and you see a rabbit scurrying through the bushes. Okay. He's just sniffing around, looking for something to eat, munching a little bit of grass. Okay. He's unaware of your presence. I uh, cast the blast out. <laughs> Alright, make a attack roll. Uh, 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 six, 15. All right. That is a hit. Okay. And the rabbit goes, <laughs> and falls over. All right. <laughs> I, uh, go over to the rabbit, uh, kind of attach, attach it to my, uh, put it in my pack. Um, uh, I'm going to be like, mm, I don't think a single rabbit is going to be a good enough good enough for him. So I'm going to try to find at least one more rabbit or see if I can bag something else. Mm-hmm. Make a DC 15 survival trip. And these assholes are going to kill a bunch of wolves and be like, food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, nice. Yeah, 24. All right. This time... As you peruse around through the brush, you see what appears to be rubbings of antlers on the side of one of these trees. Mm-hmm. And you begin to follow a trail of broken twigs and branches, and up ahead in a small clearing, you see what appears to be a young elk. How young are we talking about? Like, I'd say probably like... So it's the second season. Okay. You might still a baby. I was gonna say, yeah, if it's a baby, uh, like I wouldn't do it. Okay. Uh, I look at the elk and I shake my head no. Uh, just kind of on the fact that for hunts, you you allow the children to become adults. Before you, so. you allow them to pass their seed on. Mm-hmm. So I I do kind of give almost like a, a nod of respect. To, to the elk and let it pass. Taking a moment to appreciate the natural beauty before you, you move on, looking for other quarry, and notice a squirrel munching on an acorn beneath the tree. The willows casting a little shade over him. He looks happy as can be. Feels like he's in his own safe little haven. <laughs> but when that nut is in his hand, there's nothing except for him and the acorn. Rescue and Pache. Dios. Make an attack roll and squirrel. Uh, ten. 
All right. Uh, you hit squirrel. It slams against the tree <laughs> and falls limp to the ground. The acorn is still half uneaten. <laughs> ah, seasoning. And just like before, I take the squirrel, the rabbit, and like. <sighs> I push my luck, I'm starting to get a little bit far away from the camp here. Mm. I go, eh. Maybe I'll sneak a, a berry into one of their stomachs and he'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> In fact, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> In fact, I do that. I figure he'll probably want the rabbit more than he'll want the squirrel, so I kind of take one of my berries and, like, stuff it down the rabbit's mouth. <laughs> and, uh, I go back to camp. Okay, you head back to the area where you initially had grouped up. Um, you're not sure where they'd planned their campsite yet. Um, I go back kind of, to the beach, but at least where we started. Yeah. I assume I look around and notice no one's there. I kind of... Kirillai is still there. She's been kind of just staring up at the sky, looking at the stars, maybe trying to figure out their location. Uh, fortunately, you do know how to read the stars to figure out where you might be because you study the weather and things of that nature. So I'm going to have you make a survival check with advantage. DC 15. Oh! I got a... I got higher than a 15. So I got a 15. <laughs> Alright. Well, that's good. Alright. This is your homeland. Oh, one second, guys. I meant that I would see what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kirillai looks to the stars and maps their route and plans the way they'll head home in the morning. She knows the directions confidently in her mind. So, she sits around on the shoreline. Sleepy Paw arrives holding some game freshly caught. And the rest of the party is nowhere to be found. Right back at the end. Frank Nashton appears back as well, carrying some mushy wood. <laughs> and then I'll see kind of the three splinters over by the half-strucken tree. You are not near that area. You guys are along the shoreline. Okay. That was along the camp area that they found that nobody mentioned where it was yet. And they're now currently seeking out Timmy's location. Okay. And I'm going to walk up to the wood and say, well... Unfortunately, it must have rained recently or something. All I found was this rather mushy stuff. I plop it down on the sand. I look at you and I just kind of shake my head and I was like, well, I guess we should probably head back out and try to get some actual firewood together. Uh, uh, Lorelai, how, how are you doing out there? Are you good? Uh, yeah, I, I figure out where we are. I feel like um, once we've got some rest, we should be good to make it to town tomorrow. And from there, we can try to figure out what we want to do. Alright, well that's good. So, two things. First, I don't like how the others aren't back yet, so they might have hit a snag. But also, we're really going to need firewood. 
And I look, I kind of point to the mushy firewood and kind of shake my head. Um, I was like, do you think you two can track down our party members and I'll try to get firewood together? I should be good here by myself. I don't know why I'm speaking in his voice. Inspired. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm talking. So I'm gonna try to get some firewood while they take care of probably whatever's gonna happen. Alright, so party splits once more, and Frank and Kirillai head off into the woods to try and find their party members. Are you really tracking? No. But I believe in myself. What's that? But I believe in myself. Does that count for anything? Give it a plus one. So, <laughs> as you guys stumble off into the dark of the woods once more, we'll cut back to Alarak and Papadopoulos, who are currently in pursuit of whatever dragged off Timmy. Oh my god, I forgot that they were in travel. <laughs> the trail is actually pretty easy to follow now that you found it. Um... Almost like a large path was dragged through this grassland. It's about, I'd say, six to eight feet wide in most places. Um, you can't exactly see that Timmy was being dragged in this trail because of the creature that appears to be dragging. It seems to have created so much. So Disruption like to the underbrush. Course of time, or is this just a misadventure? Make a survival check. Uh, twenty-one. You believe quite confidently that this is fresh. How <clears throat> makes the track six to eight feet wide? Whoa. <laughs> Say such things. You can get your Timmy before it's too late. Um, <laughs> can, I roll, can I roll some? <laughs> You're some the the a very positive voice. <laughs> Do not despair. Uh, <laughs> can I roll a nature check to see if I would have an idea what kind of creature it would be? Sure. <laughs> no, Ah, you've definitely not encountered anything that would leave a trail like this in your time. <coughs> well, look at how wide these tracks are. I'm not, not particularly certain of uh, the origin of such tracks. Being a creature that left them. It's a problem. Time is of the essence. If we don't go now, he's gone. Clearly, 
something dragging him away for probably hungry. Mm-hmm. Let's be on our way. So you continue to follow the trail. The ground is getting wetter. And smell a kind of foul odor in the air. And your boots begin to slosh as you proceed forward more and more. And you realize it's becoming a bit of a swamp. And the mucky water is probably just a bit above your knee. I'd say about up to your chest, Peapod Podopolis. There's still a clear-cut trail? Uh, Not so much anymore. You can still see must grass and stuff like that, but and there's a, a bit of a leftover trail about as wide as what you were following through the mud, but it's seeping in and refilling at this point. You don't have long before the trail goes cold, it appears. We must hurry. Uh, well, you are proceeding at half movement speed now because of the touchless terrain. And at this point, we'll cut back to Sleepy Paw. Searching for wood. Okay, survival check? Yep, make a survival check. A 19? Alright. As you peruse the woods and stuff like that, you know how to find these things in nature. And you look for higher ground, little hills and such like that, where uh, something might have fallen and kept away from the lower water. And gather up a decent amount of firewood. It should probably last you at least long enough to get yourselves to sleep and give you some light and warmth. Okay. All right, we'll carry that back. Okay, Cut back to Kirillai and Frank Nashton. Make a survival check. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. 17. 17. All right. Frank Nashton says, let's go that way. But Kirillai, you do not think that's a good idea. You see a trail that appears to be going off in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> you confidently believe you know what the hell you're doing, though. <laughs> We're definitely going over in this direction right here. Come on, let's go. No, 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 no. This way, this way, though. Hey, come on. What are you doing? This way. I think you're wrong. Let's go. Well, that's fine, but I know we're going this way. Let's go. What are you dragging your feet for? Let's go! Oh, we're wasting time here! You don't need to roll anything. You, we're wasting daylight here, let's go! He's a human, you hate humans. Alright, I'm going the other way, too. Alright. party splits once more! <laughs> <laughs> Frank Nashton heads off awesome. in his direction, oh confidently knowing he will find the party members at Boss. Kirillai heads off in the proper direction. To her relief. And we will cut back to Peepa Pedophilus and Alarak. As you continue following the trail, make a perception check. Yep. 
14. All right. You're charging along. You pop Doppler's. You're just keeping your eyes on Alarak. Alarak, you see a ripple through the water and almost like a little log floating through it. And it seems to be kind of moving in your direction. Continues to move in your direction. About how far away is it? I'd say it's about 20 feet away from you at this point. Cast Mage Armor, you ready to attack? And roll initiative! You said it was a log going too small? Yep. That's definitely an alligator. That's an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's terrifying to me. Just, I yeah. don't ever want to go into a small log. Because I always think alligators What's that? Is he afraid of alligators too? Yes. Super fear. Almost stopped with fear. And there's alligators and crocodiles. Alright, so. What is your initiative key card? Alright. My goal is for them to like. Take care of everything, but then they come back. I set up the entire camp. I was a fire dawn camp set. Made yourself like some nice little clothes out of the leaves. Just be like, alright. Alright, so. The log floats towards you and coming faster and faster, and out pops a giant crocodile. Alligator. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's alligator. Well, it says crocodiles are two swamps. So we'll go with crocodile. Giant crocodile. Giant crocodile pops out. Alright, you may swing your hammer at this crocodile if you're ready to action. Can I raise my Uh, you can do that in your turn. You're just taking your ready to attack action. Okay. That one you prepared before it came up on you. Natural one. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you are freaked out like, what the hell? You have never seen a giant alligator or, or crocodile in your life. And this thing is huge. It is easily 30 feet long. And you swing, splashing your hammer into the water. But you have the initiative. Take your turn, sir. What would you like to do? Uh, upon swinging and missing and being a bit flustered uh, at recent change of events here, uh, I will. Rage! 
Alarak flies into a rage, and the spirits of which of his ancestors are surrounding him as we speak. Uh, I'd be barbarian. All right. Barbarian time. So we got, you know, demon... <laughs> demon barbarians swirling all about me. <laughs> all right. So as you fly into a rage, you... Engage this beast in combat. And I am I will swing away, swing away, swing away. Pull it back, got it. Seven plus. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen total. All right. And. <laughs> 13 Alright. So as the beast gnashes its giant maw in front of you, you swing out at it and just kind of your hammer goes right through its mouth as it opens its jaws. You bring it back around and it lashes aside before you can hit it, narrowly missing the creature. This one is failing you miserably. Lots of those choices. Alright, Peapodopolis, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Your chaos bolt connects with the creature. Roll damage. Uh, can you take a damage? Can you damage? Got it. Lightning damage, is it? Yeah, lightning damage. And 20? 18. 18? All right. So, as you call upon the energies of chaos... I can't let Timmy down! Lightning coalesces in your hand, and you extend it out as a ball that goes towards the creature and hits it directly in the face. It thrashes it about and convulses as the energies... Move through its body. Timmy might be in its stomach, honestly. Ah, we can't think like that. And it is now the creature's turn. And it is going to make a attack upon Johnson, who's all up in his grill. Yeah, you got shit, dude. You can't get me. And the creature bites out at you while lashing its tail around to hit you in the face. Mm. And what's your AC? 16. 16? Uh, okay. 
So as the jaws come down upon you, you lurch back and put your hammer in between its teeth, stopping it. But the tail cracks you in the shoulder for... Ten damage, and that is reduced Blood by damage. half because you are raging. Bludgeoning damage. Um, and do me a favor and make a strength saving throw. Do you add your strength? Crocodile death roll. You are proficient in, so you have your proficiency and your strength on. Okay. So as the tail connects with you, you are sort of knocked off balance, but you retain your footing. And it is now your turn once more. Oh. <laughs> and now we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard in the wind. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling the proper sting of battle. I feel more invigorated than I previously was being saturated in this crappy water. <laughs> and I swing away! Bringing your hammer against the beast. That is right. 16 and 19. So... Yanking your hammer back from the beast's jaws, you smash it upside the skull and bring another blow down upon it. Thank you. The bones of the creature's skull cave a bit as your hammer connects. And the creature lets out a guttural. <laughs> Oh, we're just getting started! <laughs> and Can't die on me now! <laughs> the creature hisses. <laughs> the scent of blood fills the air as it sprays out from Alarak's hammer blows. Peepod Padopolis, what do you do? Chaos bolt it is. 13? 13. Oh, right. So, you coalesce the magical energies and try to bring it against the beast, but you can't get a focus and the energies fizzle out. And the creature enraged with you, Alarak. Watch your blood. It will snap and smack at you again with its tail. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. And as the tail swoops towards you, you easily duck underneath it and the beast brings another bite against you and you jam your hammer in it again and the beast is completely at your mercy at the moment. Make a free attack at it. <laughs> 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 All 
right. 12. You swing a fist at it, but you can't connect. Alec, it's your turn. I gotta crush my hammer down on it one more time. One more full attack. Down. All right. 16 points. So, wrenching your hammer from the beast once more, you bring your hammer back over your head and just drive it down like a stake being pounded Ooh. into the ground, almost as if you were tamping out a trench around a camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very sure nice. I see what you did there. So, what is that then? Uh, 31. All right. Massive damage. Yeah, I was getting three away from Max. As the blow connects, the beast's skull cracks and caves. The creature kind of slumps forward a bit and roars timidly as you bring your hammer back down again atop its head. And it snatches out at you with its jaws flailing, but almost... As if you snap the top of its upper jaw in half. It's kind of hinged there now. <laughs> and it is now your turn, Peepopadopolis. Still got some fight left in you, huh? Acid splash. Acid splash? All right. Alright. Hmm. Alright, he fails. Alright. Oh, it's face. Right, yeah, I think it's 2d6. If it says 2d6, then 2d6. Nine. Nine? Oh. Alright. So, you conjure a ball of acid in your hand and just points out and it splashes all over the creature's face and it melts through the flesh on the upper jaw where the hanging part was and it just falls off. And the creature has now a huge underbite essentially and it's looking terrible and it is now its turn and it drops underneath the murky water. <laughs> I'm going to have to come to stage and not get infected. Alright, your turn. Uh... Can I hear you? Kira, I need a survival check. Can I get a knowledge check? To see if I believe oh that this God. is well, tell me what you would like the to creature that took Timmy. Um, no. A knowledge check would not work with that. It, is there? This is literally that would be something that's up to your judgment. There's you rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> Just that's the doubt. So kind of like call back. Way. Didn't you find paw prints? When you when you knelt down originally next to the drop, footprints, mm -hmm. paw prints. I didn't, oh, I didn't know how to describe an alligator foot without like. And I guess if I said footprints, I thought it might be interpreted as humanoid. So you saw animal prints. Yeah. Animal tracks, maybe. I mean, yeah. If you want to make a knowledge check to think that those tracks were 
the ones that you followed, feel free to check that. Nice something to go for. Does definitely seem like they could have been similar to the tracks you saw. Alright. <laughs> I uh, searched the water for signs of the 30 foot creature that is now submerged. Alright. The 30 foot. Make a search check. You can do an investigation, I guess. Search for Perception or investigation. Either one's fine. Yeah, I'll do a perception. Okay. Uh, 22. 22. Alright. You see... 60 feet away, that log you were recognized earlier floating towards you, but now it's going off in the other direction. Well, we seem to have scared it off. But I do think that that is the creature that might have taken little Timmy. Uh, it's heading that way. <laughs> it's now 100 feet away. You guys can move at most 30 feet to its 100 feet. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. We got no chance with that thing in the water. Unfortunately, I think... Uh, They're moving at half speed. He has a 50 foot swim speed, so he moves at 100 and dash. Timmy, Timmy might be gone. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is the character going to do here? We need to go back and make camp, though. We're all vulnerable out here. It's for the good of us. The rest of us. Who knows? Maybe Timmy will show back up. He knows where we were. I think. Known <laughs> <laughs> for his competence. <laughs> I mean, you can do what you want. It's up to you. This is your character, so... I'm... I agree with you. I should have that. I just feel. Where's Tim? Oh, that's a conversation. Can I roll a survival, please? <laughs> she finds a bloody arm floating on the water. 18. Alright. At this point, you seem to have found your way back to the trail you were following initially. And you come across this swampy area and you make a perception check. Alright. You see nothing in the swamp area and figure you must have followed the trail the wrong way and decide to head back towards the shoreline. Cool. Can I roll to see if I see any tracks? Uh, Frank Nashton, you may roll survival right now. <laughs> Just one. one. <laughs> 18. 18. Alright, you find tracks and they appear to belong to some sort of animal. And you are not sure if this would be what was carrying Timmy or something, but it is definitely animal tracks. 
Oh, they didn't tell you yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what are you? Oh, you're looking for them. Okay. Yeah, you were trying to find them. Okay. So you find animal tracks, but you don't find any people tracks. Despite your confidence in the path you chose, you decide, hmm, no, I've got better things to do and head back towards camp. They'll be fine. They're competent adventurers. Alright. So then, Alaric and Pipathodopolis, you're in the swamp. Let's see if there's a second seat and you're trying to get in charge and you pull them. And as I'm doing this, I just say to myself, I can't believe I'm going to go. I'm running. Yeah, I did. I did. Great grandpa. And we just say shame with me right now. Listen, Chuck. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Definitely probably here or there. Oh, okay. I hear that. Uh, yeah. That's over at 20. I mean, you talked about what she was saying? Yeah, what she was saying is very tough. Yeah, you hear? I'm so sorry. Upon hearing this, I try and use my eyes to see if there's any any sign of coming anywhere around us before heading back. Either make, each make a survival check, or you can make a survival check for uh, advantage one of you by helping the other one. And same for perception. One of the two is up to you. Whatever you want. Perception is better for you. You could assist him. Yeah. All right. So Peapod Tadakos pops up on Alarak's shoulders. Twenty-two. All right. You spot what appears to be a fragment of Timmy's brightly colored shirt. Hanging from a branch across the other end of the swamp. Hmm. Can, I, can I do stuff after them? I don't know. Can you go with them? What's that? Can I do oh, stuff? yeah, I'll cut over to you too. It does appear to be a fragment. I'm trying to be successful. I suppose this means I had an idea in my head. I really want I Alright, so off they charge after Timmy. We'll cut back to the sleepy paw here. So, coming back to camp with the wood and notice that everyone's still gone, I'm like... Well, I mean, considering the rest of them failed at their job, uh, I figured that I should probably continue to set up camp, but... Kind of feeling a little bit lonely and thinking about the dream that I had. I, uh kind of put my hands together and mumble a spell to uh, summon my familiar and uh, a small chinchilla pops on my shoulder <laughs> and uh, it may look like a chinchilla but it's actually a fey creature um, so it pops on my shoulder and we can communicate telepathically right. uh, and so I'm like hey while I was sleeping, I had this dream from the Archway of Water. Talked about the yeah. They talked about the creation of the universe and the gods and whatnot. Do you have any idea what it meant by where the river flows to? Fatula has idea. Fatula has price. <laughs> and what is that price? 
that they chill and rub his hands together and say, they chill I want raisin. <laughs> I like, like, you know you can't have a raisin. That gives you bad diarrhea. <laughs> they chill I want raisin. <laughs> you always so shrewd, they chill. <laughs> I, uh, I reach my pouch and I give him a raisin. <laughs> this raisin was a dried good day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they happen when they get mushy. <laughs> yeah, they turn it, you know, they don't go into mush, they just become dried. <laughs> I like that, it's canon. <laughs> the Faye Chillin eagerly gobbles up the dried good day. Faye Chillin knows of where water flows. <laughs> Uh, I go, oh yeah? And kind of, uh, by the wording, I'm a little bit hesitant. I mean, probably realize it's going to take it literally. But I'm just like, yeah, what, what's on your mind there, bud? Big Phil hops off your shoulder and kind of scurries around in a circle for a little bit, looks up in the air. <laughs> then just gazes off into the stars with this, like, thousand-yard stare. Follow Big Chilla. It begins to scamper off. Uh, <laughs> all these are leading me away from the camp. Uh, I, uh, I tell him why. Uh, I know he's fucking with me. He's <laughs> a <the> fake. <laughs> and I was like, I, I go. No, no, we'll wait until the rest of the party comes back. Give me, let's, uh, let's uh, set up camp until the others get back, and then you can leave. And uh, if you're very patient, maybe I'll give you another reason. Hey, Chilla will supervise. <laughs> it's fine by me. So, uh, I'm gonna, I, I guess I'm gonna try to find where they set up camp. Because even though it was 20 feet away, I'm not gonna notice. Make a survival check. Uh, 20. Alright, you look around and you kind of see where they were tramping through the woods and stuff like that. They weren't exactly not obvious about it. And you come across the area where there's a very clearly defined trench. And you assume this must be the campsite because what the hell else happened here? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to grab the firewood and then head over there, place it down. I see the half-smashed tree. And I was like, what the fuck? Did someone hit, hit it with a blunt object? <laughs> I take out my scimitar and I'm going to see if I can, like, kind of cut down the rest of the tree here. Alright. Make strength. a oh, strength at body's trick. Oof. Alright. Now, Ooh, swing and, like, it just, like, barely, like, dinks into the tree at all. And you're like, eh. You don't chop down trees with scimitars a lot. <laughs> no. We go, hmm. I suppose I'm like, well, I guess if one blunt object can go that far, I kind of stand back away from the trench and put my hand out, and they blast, like, the, the weakened part of the tree. All right. Make a pack there. All right. Uh, roll damage. I might as well do two. Imagine uh, being in a forest and you're just that tree that got picked. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, the damage is it before or is it actually? Uh, blast or is it my other class would be D10. Oh, D10. I was even rolling here. Okay, eight. And seven fifteen damage. Alright. 
channel your fate energies against this. You feel you should make a pretty heavy impact, but you notice it's not doing as much damage as you hope. And thinking back to your studies of this magic outside of the druidic circles, you realize that it generally has to target something with a life force. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. oh, trees are alive. All right, hippie. Let's debate this. New podcast topic. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Okay, cool. Um, so, it does not seem like this would be a very effective way to get the tree chopped down. Okay. Probably less effective than hitting it with a hammer. <laughs> okay. So far, you guys have not proven to be lumberjacks by trade. <laughs> Alright. Well, I guess I was like, well, suppose I failed this too, and I kind of. I guess the last thing I, I can do here is like setting up the, the firewood and whatnot. I uh, reach into my pack and I pull out a tinderbox to kind of light a fire. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I can also prepare my... Uh, that would be good, yes. All right. So as you get the fire going, you... And I just take 20 or whatever it is because I'm waiting at whatever that's called. Um, actually, I have a check involved for the cooking aspect. Oh. Have to okay. Make sure doesn't have entrails and such in it. Can I make it back to the camp area by now? Or? Uh, I, sure. You have begun heading back, and I'm, you don't need to make a survival check because you have started to see a fire in the distance. Mm-hmm. The sleepy claw has gotten together. I'm over to a fire, and then being close, I say, Ooh, preparing the meat there? What'd you catch? Uh, I got a rabbit and a squirrel. Excuse <clears> me. <throat> You know, I got a rabbit and squirrel. Uh, I saw an elk out there, but it was a little too young for me to, to kill it quite yet. You gotta make it go big and strong. Let it make more offspring before you before you cull it. Absolutely, let it live its life first. Indeed. Go ahead and roll a survival check to clean the meats now. Uh, 12. Okay. Another one. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, six, yeah? Or is that six. a yeah, six, oh, wait, 11. Not- Yes, because the bottom is the yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, six and eleven or twelve and eleven. Okay. All right. So you work at the meats. You bring out a little skin knife, get the furs off, and gut it to the best of your ability. And if you want, you may cook it up. Um, I'm like, oh, I think I'm gonna be good with this. Uh, I don't know what happened to the tree back there, and uh, I'm not quite so strong myself. Uh. Maybe you can think of something to try to get the rest of this tree down for some shelter while I finish the meal. I uh, put my gun on my holster and I say, I don't know about that I kind of give you my scimitar. And like, <laughs> I was like, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty weak myself, so when I hit it, it didn't really do what I wanted it to. But you're, you're a human. I'm sure you got a little bit more muscle to you. And, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Alright, yeah. she's not interested. Alright, I'll try. So, Kirillai, at this point you also arrive back at camp. I'll try to take a swing at the tree though. Okay, you may take a swing at the tree. Alright, you dink into the tree. Nope. Does not look like you're gonna chop down this tree with that. <laughs> okay, we are not lumberjacks at this party at all. <laughs> okay. I'll just wet the shot. I returned the sword too. Sorry about that, it's not gonna work for me later. Oh, Perhaps if you had an axe. Thank you. I think you said you're coming back. 
You arrive, up, see your friends gathered around the campfire. You smell meat cooking over it. And you see Frank Nashton flailing at a tree with a scimitar. Like, you're not quite sure what's going on here. <laughs> Sleepy Paws looking on, like, nodding, like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> you suck at this as well. <laughs> if only we had a strong barbarian that used a cutting object. <laughs> Well, Kira, I think spells should be. It's not my sword, so why will sure attack? I was like, I don't want to ruin my sword, but I'm like, it's not my sword. It's the sword I got on the boat. <laughs> so you just come through the woods and see us going through the tree, and you're like, wrong kind of sword. I'll show you how to Running charge. Okay. Running out of the woods, screaming. All right. So like Kirillai like comes running out of the woods without warning. You guys just hear this battle cry. Ah! You're like, what the hell? <laughs> it's dark and the shadows being cast by the flame make her look like some sort of demon coming out of the night. And Frank Nashton dodges away from the tree trying to run like hell. Sleepy Paw just gazes like, what? And she completely whiffs and flops over and tumbles head over heels. As she misses this tree <laughs> in this strange sneak attack on an inanimate object. I look down to her. I look down to her. And I, what's my chinchilla chinchilla still on my shoulder? And I was like, What? What in the hell are you doing, lass? <laughs> I thought you guys fighting something. What can I say? Well, you know, next time you're trying to make a surprise entrance, you know, you might get a fey blast to the face. Be careful! Take it. <laughs> oh, are our other dirt fairies mushroom? Uh, I don't know. Because I probably, I made them in the morning and it's still evening. It's 24 hours they're good for. <laughs> I was like, so, where's the rest of them? I don't know far behind the evening, I was fine. <laughs> I, I actually both of you and both of you came back. I was like, no idea. I got turned around, so I just came back here. Ah, <laughs> oh, by the nine hells. <laughs> uh, I'm actually getting a little bit nervous about the rest of the party now. At this point, I was like, we give them a little bit more time, and then we're all going to have to go back out and get them. I suppose the worst thing to do would be all of us be out in the middle of the night. We should have one stable group in solid location. That's fair. Well, hopefully they don't get eaten by an alligator or something out there. <laughs> that would really bite. I like you and go, I don't appreciate puns, human. Never do that again. <laughs> okay. I really wish I could not do that. <laughs> that right. would have been great. <laughs> we'll cut back to Peepapadopolis and Alarak, who are hot on the trail of Timmy once more. You are following what appear to be now humanoid tracks. Small footprints, possibly Timmy's. Nice 
I look up, moon high in the sky. I night is falling. Or has fallen. It has been night since you have awoken. So it's late into the eve. It's gonna be morning soon, folks. Make a survival check. We must find this Timmy and find him quickly. Oh, that's cactus. Hell, yeah. go ahead and <laughs> you know that it is exactly 3.47 in the morning. <laughs> that is funny. No. Well, you agree with it. It's going to be a long day tomorrow. And we continue to go All right. Found the footprints. And... Are you guys running at this point? Um, if you're if you're proceeding at full speed, you're gonna have disadvantage on your survival checks because you're gonna be rushing, but you'll have more likelihood to close the gap between you. I mean, Timmy's <coughs> got less than my speed anyway. He does have speed, but she's yeah. gonna be slower than you. Yeah. So, so I'll r- go at normal speed, so she can go at full speed and be. Alright, you know. Yeah. I appreciate you getting nice little legs when you'll be able to keep up with your own shirt. And then I come up to your knee after all. Alright, make a survival check. Alright, off in the distance, you see Timmy rocking back and forth underneath a tree. He has a wide-eyed look of terror in his eyes as he's staring in front of him, but you can't see at what. So he's staring in front of him with wide-eyed terror? Yep. Let's go. A breath attack, yeah. All right, Just so in case. You have the ability to use breath attack now. And as you approach, you see Timmy, like, your perspective would be from this side. Mm. You see Timmy, his arm wrapped around his leg, and he's staring off, as I said, wide-eyed. And as you come up closer upon Timmy, and you get a view of him from the front, you see he no longer has his left arm. Blood is pouring from a wound as he has his hand holding against it. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, shit, shit! I run up to Timmy. He's and, just staring. Right? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Alright, you tear off part of your robe. Uh, well, you can I, bind the wound. I don't. You don't need yeah. to make a medicine check for that. I mean. Yeah, it's like I would. I was like, if you make you make a check and we're tying it up to tie it, tie it on the strength check for. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna. 
<laughs> and turn it into a I'm going to let you tie it off and we won't make us check it so I don't need to strangle to death by enough. So you tie it up. He's just staring blankly and he just, he's, he's silent. Uh, and you can carry him back if you want. Like he doesn't seem like he's going to be responsive. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pick him up. All right. As once you did before, you brush Timmy over your shoulder. Make a strength check. Yeah, it's close to four in the morning. I would say it's probably within his last. Hour. I mean, that's can up to him, really. Can I give? My, I have another good day to give to me. Feel free if you want to. 15. Probably gonna have to force it down. Yeah, they say you push it in his mouth and it falls out on the ground. Okay, pick it up. Please just keep the pressure. Oh! Alright. The juice is kind of dribbling out of his mouth. <laughs> I think you smack him over the back. Okay, like like remnants of the berry that you pushed his mouth kind of fall out. And then he's just kind of sitting there. Go <laughs> 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 Leave him alone. Uh, Stop helping. No, so upon seeing the side of this, uh, I will move as fast as I can move carrying to me. Alright. As we start to head back towards camp. Alright, so P. Papadopoulos is left behind you by about 20 feet. Wait. You have, what, 20 foot movement speed? 25 foot? So you move 50 feet when dashing and you have 40 foot movement speed? So 80 feet. So you are falling behind 30 feet. As we move I'm, move, I'm really, I can move at full speed while carrying to me? Like full full speed? I mean, if you want to run slow enough that she can keep up with you, you're free. Yeah. Maybe five or ten feet and roll out. Yeah. Alright, so you guys head back towards camp the best way you can, following the trail you left yourselves. And uh, we will cut back to you guys here who are now sitting around the campfire waiting for your companions. Uh, it's been probably about another hour here. Food's all cooked up, getting a little cold. I was like, Wow, this is really, <clears throat> this was really for a barbarian friend who doesn't like my berries for some reason. But, uh, you have meat and meat. he's like, yeah, you can have my meat any day. <laughs> so, human, why, uh, why, uh, I'm, are you, uh, why are you in such, uh, opposition of your kin? Seems like, uh, humans all over can acting like a bunch of jackasses. Oh, uh, I've had my personal reasons. Get the share? I, I, I'd like to keep to myself at the moment. I'm not. I'm adding to the I go, just I'm a, a personal person. <laughs> not, I've just met you, no offense, sir. That's absolutely fair. But I should warn you, you keep so reclusive in an area that's not familiar with humans. And knowing what they've done, they're probably going to be mighty suspicious of you and might swing first rather than ask questions. I don't think all humans are evil myself personally, but 
Right now you're on everyone's shit list. <clears throat> and I look over to uh, Lorelai. Kirlai, excuse me. I look over to Kirlai and uh, I have my thoughts on the Grails personally, but I don't actually have like qualms with. Uh, well, the 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 Grails and all. Like I don't like dislike any of them. And I was like, so Kirlai. Being in, uh, being in the land you're from, anything uh, we should be wary of with the natives, or... Because, uh, I mean, obviously, we saw three of them, and, I mean, I passed out, but they cast a spell on us, and I'm not sure why they would do that, especially if they saw you were among us, and they would, you feel they would recognize a grail. Um... You know that those people were not, well. You're unconscious, actually. So okay, she never woke up. Right? Oh, okay. So she didn't see those people. So. I suppose I should say three people approached us, and I mean, if you're from here, wouldn't they notice that you're a grail and probably took a, took us back? Um. So you know, from what you saw, these people had like green tinted skin, mm. so they didn't necessarily look like gray elves. They, they did look elven. Oh, okay. <laughs> to to rephrase my rephrasing. <laughs> like, uh, I don't like bringing up the past, but I saw one of my friends, Zabek. He, uh. One moment, please. One of my friends here was Zabek. He, uh. He disappeared when uh, Savan did his whole deal and made all the rest of the elves disappear. Um, but he didn't have your complexion of grey. He had more of a mossy green, if you will, skin. We've never seen any grey elves like that. And the Arcanites have very pale skin, so good for them. You're just saying intriguing? <laughs> hey, last, can you not mumble to yourself? What are you thinking? Well, I've never seen any of, of that sort uh, at all. I have no idea what kind of group of people that could have been, but with the barrier being damaged, who knows? Who knows who all is here? There's nothing to say they're from the city or even from Arcanus at all. As far as going into town, I think it would be a problem, to be honest. I haven't quite navigated how I'm going to handle that yet. Most people in town have never even seen an outsider, let alone. So you're saying it might be in our best interest for maybe you to talk to whoever first before we all come trotting in, especially if we bring a human with us. No offense. They're, uh, okay. they're probably not going to be all too pleased. Yeah, I can try to talk to my dad. He's, he's on the council, so... I think that probably would be wise. I kind of look around and and says, well... As much as I don't like how our companions are back, 
he definitely probably needs to be hit in the head. Though we all sure probably shouldn't be resting at once. I sleep first. <laughs> As you are deciding who will take guard, you see Peepopodopolis and Alarak coming out from the swampy area. Okay. Moving as fast as they can. And over Alarak's shoulder, you see the form of young twins. Do we notice, like, right away you're missing an arm? Not yet. There you go. Hey, over here! You guys see the fire ahead of you. Ah, seems like someone was successful, at least. Did you guys leave the crocodile behind? Crocodile. He swam away. Swam away. Fuck this shit. I'm gonna die. He's missing most of his job, right? (laughs) Probably gonna bleed out, honestly. But, uh. Alright, so Alarak and Peepopodopolis come up into the camp light. Or fire. The light of the campfire. And you see Timmy clearly now. Alarak has a few wounds, but Timmy is missing an arm. By the fair, what in the bloody fuck? Why did you guys take Timmy? Someone do what something did you about do this. Timmy? He needs help. My my dwarf is like almost exhausted. I'm like, oh my god, I literally have almost no magic left, and you're bringing me a half dead boy. Protect him for fuck's sake! <laughs> Don't leave him alone. I look to you, I look to you both like drop him on the floor gently, <laughs> gently. <laughs> Right. Mm. Pull him off of my shoulder. Shrink check. Looking, <laughs> looking at sleepy paw in the eyes. <laughs> slowly. I said gently, not slowly. <laughs> oh. Okay. Once he's on the ground, I'm like, I use literally my last spell and cast a. Uh, Cure wounds on him. Alright. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. But. I also. Uh. Five and then. Seven. Uh, I heal him for seven. Alright. So you place your hand upon Timmy. And the healing energies begin to coalesce in your palm and flow into him. And the, the weight of everything you've been through for the day is weighing heavy upon you. And you're just so tired at this point. And you have your sleepy part. You need a nap. Yeah, hell yeah, I do. But you flow the last of the magical energies you have into him. And the open wound begins to close over. And Timmy's eyes kind of slowly close and he's breathing he seems to be stable I go alright no, I'm not fucking around here one of you take guard I'm going to sleep get my spells back and keep this guy alive I swear to god if he dies on me I'm coming for all of your asses every single one of you it's my fault it's my fault if anybody's Then take this as a lesson. This is a boy. You will treat him as a boy, a child. You hold his hand. You will wipe his butt if you need to. 
But until he is safe, we have a mission. When did we become babysitters? When we took care of this boy, that's when we became babysitters. I don't recall ever taking care of the boy. Well, congratulations, you're a fucking dad. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> and with that, like, just being so, being literally completely zapped of my magical energies, not sleeping, I'm just gonna crawl over to, like, the, like, up against the shattered tree. <laughs> um, actually, I do have an explorer's pack, so, uh, kind of setting up a, a sleeping bag or whatever and getting into that. I curl up, go to bed. <laughs> Sleepy Paw is very unhappy seeing Timmy like that. Very tired. <laughs> and he's, he's done. Oh, I also mentioned in there, I was like, oh, by the way, I got some meat for you, Barbarian. Eat it before it gets real cold. Ah, much appreciated. Thank you, old fellow. Yeah. Sleepy Paw's done. He, he's, he's, he's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're eating the food here, he gave you. <laughs> Are you eating the food here? Yeah, yeah. Roll up. Take down the food. D100. So 2D10. Don't fuck up the meal. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Oh, I'm gonna feel a little bad. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna eat anything you hunt or anything. I got a. That's a 100. A 100. Alright, um, <laughs> so you are good. Woo! It is delicious. <laughs> Eat all I was of like, it. <laughs> He's gonna eat the hunted game now. He's gonna go, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> Not eating anything you hunt, not eating anything you berries. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Except for a fork. Yeah, I eat, I eat said food that was for me. Mm-hmm. Was it delicious enough that you finished all the scraps up? He's uh, like, I want to eat those scraps. <laughs> if I roll higher than 75, I love some scraps. <laughs> I did not lose. <laughs> it has been a long day. I had to trudge through a swamp and bash an alligator over his skull to try and save a person that I think is useless. That is my day. So now I have a delicious rabbit. Timmy is sleeping soundly. He has a sleepy paw. You guys take turns making watch for the night. Uneventful. You choose to rest till you're completely rested here. Me? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so everybody, you may take hit dice to heal yourself or whatever if you missing some HP. That's, uh, if you don't know how to do that, that's, you have how many hit dice you roll to see how much you heal if you're resting. Yeah, yeah so you have five hit dice right. right now, and you would roll whatever your base hit dice, which is d12, I think, so you roll however many d12 you want to heal. Yeah, I'll is just roll this die, and look, I'm here. For what? Is that for resting? It's for the long rest. Okay. Huh? You all got to rest, you're fine. You're preparing. It's a little bit of a uh, For you, you're a fighter, yes. Oh my god. 
Actually, my previous tents are from the universe. That's why I have so many. You can have your constitution modified too. If your hit dice is a sorcerer, it should be eight, I think, or is it six? What's that? It's a sorcerer. D6. Nothing has a D4 anymore. Oh, it's hard to Plus, it comes to some other You can take more than one oh. hit dice if you want, but you have five total for the day. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So, you have arrested. As I said, it was fairly uneventful. Oh, you wake in the morning. You all still feel very, very white. I mean, you're at full resources here and everything like that, but emotionally, physically, it was very, very tiring events you've been to between being captured by slavers, shipped across the ocean, and ending up at that camp, being besieged by demons, escaping for your life, a shipwreck after a storm at sea, God only knows what's saving you, Fighting crocodiles, seeing Timmy maimed. It's been a lot to process. <laughs> but Kirillai has mapped out a way for you to head towards the city of Akania. And turns out she knows the land pretty well. Um, it being her homeland and her study of the land, she knows where she was going. You don't have any problems along the way. And eventually, you exit the dark cover of the trees. The ground, ground has been growing drier for a while now. The swampiness or anything has given way to forest. But now you step out into what is an open plain. Sun shines above you. And you are met with the sight of a large towering wall of force once more. 300 feet tall. Off in the distance. And towering even further above that are marble pillars jutting up to the clouds, reaching even higher than you could even conceive. Huge runes can be seen across the surface of these structures, briefly flashing in glowing purple. Kirillai, knowing how to get into the city as a resident, you approach to what the rest of the party looks like, merely a inconspicuous rock. But you have the ability to see the magical enchantment upon it. You place your palm against it, and after a moment, it glows purple. You all standing together now are surrounded by a dome of force. At this point, the rock glows red. This is unfamiliar to you. An ethereal female voice fills the small room you stand in. Intruders detected. Defense protocols activated. Lockdown initiated. Mm. Kind of the whole reason I said, like, you should probably go first into the city. <laughs> Make a wisdom save everybody who is not cure alive. Yesterday, damn it. Ten. Eight. Eighteen. All right. You all are 
frozen in place. Your bodies are like prisons now to you. You're aware of your surroundings, but you have no ability to move, no control over anything. Emergency protocol activated. Me too. No. I'm in beside you. Caroline, make an arcana check with advantage. Oh, oh, natural play. Okay, oh. cool. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. I really know what's up and how I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you think to your studies and discussions of the magical forces that are used to protect the city and your people, and you begin to look around the room, and then down at the rock, and you see the runes that are glowing red now, and you begin to put together in your mind... That you real and you realize that must be it, and you start pushing on things in random order to what anybody else will be looking at. But you know in your heart that this is the right thing to do. And as you do this, the room begins to kind of glow back to a soft purple again, and you guys begin control of your bodies. Hey, <sighs> uh, the ethereal female voice says, emergency protocol deactivated, quarantine initiated. Please await escort. Didn't I tell you something about going into the city first itself last night? Kind of for this exact reason. <laughs> I look I look over and looked at Timmy. Ooh. I mean, look at In the morning happened. I made sure that she held his hand the entire way. How's he looking? He's got that thousand yard stare, it has not left. <sighs> Timmy is literally <laughs> and figuratively scarred for life at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we finally got a battle hardened veteran on our hands. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna learn to dance, and I hope that one day that will bring back your joy. I'm so sorry that I let you down. Can we just keep staring at that thousand yard stare? But you see a single tear roll down the side of his face. My new goal is to try to be able to get <laughs> Nobody knows how to pass. Well, I was gonna <laughs> At this point, you hear kind of a crackling magical energy sound, and a flash appears in the room before three guards are standing in front of you, wearing fine, almost gunmetal black armor. It's got like a matte finish to it. It's not completely shiny, but it's not flat either. Um, they have grayish skin, except for one of them in a more 
a labyrinth set of armor appears to be very prepared. They immediately turn to you, Kirillai, and say, What is the meaning of this? Identify yourself. My name is Kirillai Kirillai. One of the Grey Elves pulls up a stone tablet that glows with purple runes, and he begins waving his hands over it, and the runes change and flash briefly before forming solidly. And he says, You've been missing for three weeks now. Your family is extremely concerned. We sent out search parties. There's a huge bill to be taken care of. And you need to account for what's been going on for here. You will be debriefed. And what is going on here with these outsiders being brought here with you? And then they look at Frank Nashton. (laughs) Oh, no. Look down. (laughs) The grail leans over to the other grail and says, you can't hear the other things, but you hear the word the top. <laughs> my character is just like, uh, you're not looking, you're not looking my direction, but he's like, like looking at the back of her head like, this is exactly what I knew was gonna fucking happen. This is exactly what I knew was gonna happen. Uh, I was captured by violence when... When I was out doing my research and I was brought up, you wouldn't believe the journey that I've had. I woke up on a boat with these people. We managed to eventually escape and I was shocked to find when we made our way to our campus that the barrier has been compromised by the electrical storms that I've been studying. Maybe I shouldn't have told all of that to just a guard. But, but I have, what's so. What's done is done. Yes. <laughs> He's just standing there looking at you with this kind of like quizzical face. What kind of mushrooms were you eating in the forest, girl? Pirates? There are no pirates. And I... Have you been experimenting with magic? Are these real? And he waves his hand and kind of, like, smacks <laughs> into you. I implore you, sir. We it's, are very real. And the pirates were very real as well. It's a barbarian. They're real? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course we're real. We all their souls long ago. Why? Our souls may be lost, but our lives are yet our own. Interesting. (laughs) But this makes no sense. How on earth did you get on our continent, and how on earth did you get captured by pirates, girl? Kind of just said how. They caught me from behind when I was... Did she say the barrier was Yeah, she said the barrier is compromised. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. What do you mean the barrier is compromised? That doesn't make any sense. The barrier has never been compromised. I don't know know what to make of it. When the lightning from these storms I've been studying hits the wall, it causes a break. 
and now the wall reheals itself. But who knows how often this is happening? Who knows? I mean, we need to look into it. Who knows how? What could be happening? We need. We really need to look into this. I need to speak to. You're darn right. You need to speak to the leaders. We already told you that when you got here. That is irrelevant to your fanciful tales, and I don't know what you've done. Perhaps teleportation magic? You know you are not allowed to experiment with that as a ranking of yours. We will handle this in time. But, as I stated, you will take them to your leaders of the Grey Elves, and if you do not, they will be ejected from the city and their minds wiped, and they can find their way amongst the forest. See? Not surprised. It's so well with that book. <laughs> Perfect. We'll make our way. Come on, guys. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'd rather not have my memory erased, but all right. <laughs> Before you all are allowed to enter the city, though, be informed that you will be under watchful eye. And they look directly at you, Frank Nashton. <laughs> I want to try to make a plea to be able to be escorted with Timmy to uh, the hospital. a oh, hospital or a medical facility. Uh, being Timmy's only a boy, and he got severely injured. Um, All right, feel free to do so. I uh, approach the guards, and uh, I kind of give a, a respectful bow uh, before the guards, and I go, uh, please, if I may, the one of our companions, a child, and I kind of look over to where Timmy and she's holding his hand, was severely injured uh, by an animal during her attack. I've done my best with my magics that I could to heal him, but he's he's very not well. I will escort. I will. Uh, <clears throat> I will take full responsibility for the boy and expect constant vigilance. But I worry for his health and safety. I do not wish a child to die today. Please, can you take us to some sort of hospital? The pale one looks at you sternly and seems to be pondering what you said to him. You will meet with the leaders as discussed. I will take the boy to the medical department if you wish it, but you will not be allowed to leave the group. These are the options laid before you. I I look to you and kind of realize that Timmy will probably be better off here and hopefully everything works out. He's not going to be very happy being alone again, but I'd rather him be alive and we can deal with this later than dead. Can I hear him saying this? Are can you I? Saying yeah, you're in a very okay. small area. Can I pull out like a piece of paper and write down a note for Timmy to... On this person, or um, probably the nurses are great. That's I, that? I was gonna say, no, 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 go on. I mean, no, I mean, you can say what you want, you probably think the same thing as me anyway. I was like, uh, I was like, probably not the best to give any sort of message to him. Anything on this boy's person might be seen as some sort of spell or weapon. Let them take care of it. This is their city, and we will play by their rules. Please, Timmy has already heard enough. Let us make sure he can be. The, arch- the pale one looks kind of down at you and this one is wise you might be as well if you heed his words at this point he places his hand upon the stone 
and it glows blue briefly before turning back to purple and quarantine override accepted and you all feel a tingling sensation throughout your entire body and a white light kind of begins to spread out across your vision and you feel this strange sensation as if every part of you is being pulled in different directions and then suddenly everything begins to go black and from that pinpoint your vision comes through once more and you are standing in a drab stone room and there is a man sitting behind a desk his hand or head on his hand leaning on it like this tapping his foot very slowly looking extremely bored and dejected I don't, I mean, I don't this is where I... you come and go from the city, so yes, oh, you have okay. been here before. This is like the so this is a guard. border agent, essentially, so I know processing. Him. What's his name? Do I know his name? You do not know his name. I don't recognize name. this one? Nope. Darn. Darn. Um, hi there. Um, we're, I'm escorting these outsiders <sighs> to the later. He looks up at you and points at a sign next to the desk that says, take a number. (laughs) (laughs) As you look around the room, you see no one else here. (laughs) I will take a number and make a face at him. He sighs heavily as you grab a number from the ticket rule. Pushes a button on his desk. And the number flashes to A4. (laughs) You look down at your ticket and see Z473. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're hitting it long. A4. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, so (laughs) shall we walk? Waiting for A4. You're not A4, he's... He's no, flipping but, a book on his desk. I mean, is it... Wait, wouldn't the guards... They're, they're still there, aren't they? They teleported away differently. Oh, they okay. sent you to this area. I'm not, so... This is on you. This is not our city, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to walk through. A5. I mean, like, how do I get through every other time? I, I guess we'll just try to walk through. <laughs> I'm not okay. going to walk through. I'm just... <laughs> as you're considering just walking through, as it were, you realize, where am I going to walk through through? Because as you look around, the entire room is solid. There are no doors here. Are there chairs? There are no chairs. <laughs> it's literally this guy's desk in the middle of the room, the little panel that says the numbers, and the I, ticket booth. <laughs> I'm gonna take a number and then go over to one of the walls, sit down, and just. <laughs> a six. <laughs> I implore you to please stop and let us in. A six. <laughs> I mean, this is this is all on her. I, I know she's not very convincing. I'm, I'm I'm bored and I don't give a crap. Honestly. Uh, do I have nope. money? 
Don't worry! <laughs> I'm out! I'm quitting this campaign. I don't know her. I'm just an outsider dwarf. I'd rather be a stranger in a strange land with no affiliation than this. A7! Have you no pride in your work, man? I am not high up. I should be more diligent in my work. He rolls the number back. A6! <laughs> I am patiently waiting for A6! <laughs> what a fuck. I have all day, A6. <laughs> <laughs> Good sir. I promised those guards that I would make haste to speak to the leaders. He kind of Aren't raises an eyebrow against his will. He doesn't mean to, but you notice a brief little flinch on his face when he hears you say the word leaders. Oh, the leaders, huh? I suppose that might have to do with this odd lot you're with. Exactly. Don't, aren't you concerned? You. Kind of. I would hate to have to Do tell I the look leaders, concerned, ma'am? I would hate to have to tell the leaders that, and I look at... Is he wearing a name tag? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why would I not say this? He's not like... No, 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 no I love it. It's just, no, no, this is great. You gotta go full Karen on his ass right now. <laughs> You see the name says Tedefri. Tedefri? Yep. That Tedefri was uh, negligent in his referral of these outsiders to them to see what um, what their intentions were and what they should do. Okay, make an intimidate check. Intimidate? Oh. Grr. Put on that Karen haircut. It's, I think that's bad. Oh, did the guards also take Timmy with them when they... Yes. Okay. For your I got a 14. Yeah, 14. All right. He says, oh no. <laughs> I might lose my exciting job. <laughs> <laughs> you do know well, they fight for this position, don't you? It. The mm. least of the worries I would imagine. That might fall into the category of treason. Ah, yes, but then I wouldn't have to worry about all those guys trying to steal my position anymore, either. <laughs> As someone charismatic, because obviously he doesn't like his job. No. Kind of. Right. Anyone but the human. Threatening people always makes people nice. <laughs> What's that? I am not charismatic. Just kind of be like... I wasn't trying to, like, full-on threaten. I was trying to get him to use his sense. The train of logic, A6. <laughs> what Can I go talk to Sleepy Paw? Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm leaned against the wall, kind of taking a half nap. Mm-hmm. I tap you. So, do you have a moment to spare um, for my rest? <sighs> What's up, lass? How can I help you? A6. <laughs> <laughs> I need some words of wisdom. I totally let Timmy down. I kept fumbling and making the wrong decisions last night, and I wanted to help him. I'm very happy we found him, but 
Lacoste. You've seen the look in his eyes. Zebra takes like a. Listen, lass. I've taken more kids, taken care of more kids in my time than. <laughs> and you know of being in a dramu- uh, druidic communi- community, we sort of take care of each other. And I've seen uh, nephews and whatnot grow up, move on with their own lives. So I have a, a bit more experience in parenting than you do. Um, you need to look hey, at things. Sex. You need to look at things in the short ter- short term and then the long term. If you oversight just how vulnerable he is you're going to put them in these positions and honestly if we can get out of here alive it might be best for him to stay here because honestly he's too young to be on an adventure i mean we don't look at him enough and he gets another arm bitten off (laughs) (laughs) at this point you hear a little oh good the best part of the day my lunch break. <laughs> he stands up and walks towards the wall and places his hand against it and shimmers and disappears. Great. And at this point, Somebody a shimmering appears and a new person arrives. This time, not pale like the other one. They appear to be very similar looking to Kirillai. And they walk up to the desk. Do I know this card? <laughs> you do. Yes! <laughs> Hey, A, buddy! A7. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're here. A4. The beer Check in. What's their name? Um. Traven. Trayvon Martin? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Okay. Jordan, you have like one comment that is either like racist or a racist comment in every single session. It's really yeah, funny. hell yeah. So <laughs> it's some racially charged. How is the same name racially charged? It, it, it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> we'll cut it in post. We'll cut it in post. <laughs> I don't mind. It's just funny. If I said Connor Buchan, it probably wouldn't have the same implication as saying Trayvon Martin. <laughs> Rodney King! I don't know, Johnson. What do you think? <laughs> Alright. Oh I mean, two poor, sensible individuals who got the shit beat out of them potentially killed by Fair enough. Whitewashing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is on the podcast. Exactly. Let's follow this. Let's like, move on. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> more here on the podcast. So this can be for the after talk of the podcast when we get some philosophical nation. <laughs> oh Trayvon, I am so happy to see Trayvon. you. Trayvon. Trayvon. <laughs> Trayvon. It was Trayvon initially, thank you. <laughs> How's your mother doing? <laughs> Trayvon says, she's all right. What are you doing here? Oh my god, you you won't believe what's <coughs> happened to me, but I'm actually gonna have to come back and tell you at another time because I, I when I spoke to the guards, I told them that I would make haste to see the leaders because 
Obviously oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, whatever, of course. I, I can get you processed real quick. Uh, what number are you? Oh, get your ticket. Z-237. <laughs> no. No, no. Was that was definitely not okay. it. Oh, sorry. A-7. He looks at the thing. He already says he... <laughs> he looks he's like, I'm sorry. We're on A-7. That would be quite the skip. Man, if you had just told me, it was like... Eight head or something. I would have totally skipped ahead for you, but wow, Z seven hundred and thirty two. Oh, um. I was thinking of last week, Trayman. You remember that joke we had? I uh, I go I, I go over to him and go. Uh, last, I believe you dropped uh, your ticket and picked up mine by accident. Mine's A eleven. Uh, Make a deception check. <clears throat> God damn it! You can do it. You can do it. 15 plus my charisma. Uh, oh, day 11? Well, yeah, sure. That's not that big of a difference. Why didn't you say so? I just feel bad for you. You're going to be here a long time. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, he kind of nudges the wheel and it kind of rolls up to A11. A11! <laughs> oh, that's us. And at this point, make a perception check. Everyone? Yep. Okay. Fifteen. Five. How does Nine, that happen? Mm-hmm. How does that just land on a perfect cock? <laughs> You've worn it down so much. And <laughs> 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 Alright. Oh, Nineteen. Uh, Alaric I'm and Sleepy Paw. Notice they have like a weird shimmering in the corner behind them. And as you turn around, you see a guy step forward and come into form. He's like, hey, hey, wait a minute. He's got a six. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We, we we missed it. You'll have to wait for it to cycle back through. No, I fell asleep. Why? <laughs> and he cries out and returns to the corner, <laughs> casting religious spell back over himself. <laughs> so, anyways, you said you needed to be processed. Yes. You need to be sent where? Um. Well, probably to the office of the leaders, so I can speak to... So I presume the Grey Elven District, yes? Yes, yes. Oh, of course. All right, then. Well, let's get that arranged here, and uh, you know, I suppose you guys have to wait here unless you're with her. Yes. <laughs> there with me. What? <laughs> yep. That's why I'm headed to see the leaders. I thought they were for the zoo. <laughs> zoo? Well, I don't really know what will happen to them. <laughs> That's why you we're put humanoids the in the zoo? No, that's why I thought you were here for the zoo, so we'd have humanoids in the zoo. <laughs> if you don't have a polar bear at your zoo, you'd get a polar bear, right? I look to you and go, wow, your people are fucked up. <laughs> Strangely logical, though. <laughs> the study of knowledge is fucked up to you? Mm, I'm yeah, sorry, but- Mr. Dwarf, I guess I'll just go bang some rocks. <laughs> that's a good thing to do. These guys, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> That cracks me up in character. Mm. Well, alright, I guess uh, we'll get you going. I'll come back and tell you about it later once (laughs) I get this handle. Out of character, I see what it is. Do you know if it's going to rain tomorrow, by the way, Kirillai? Check your instruments, make a check with your meteorologist tools. So, advantage. You have advantage. advantage. You do. Come on, come on. Don't embarrass me. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright. You think it is going to be a bright sunny day. 
Despite earlier when you came out, you did see like the biggest storm formation ever out across the sea. Eleven. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day, Caroline. You and too. I'll see you soon. Say hi to your mom. Will do. And Traven uh, pushes a button on his desk, and a shimmering purple portal appears in front of you guys. Oh wait! One last thing. Hits the button on his desk. The portal closes. I forgot. You guys need these helmets. Mm-hmm. And he hands one to you, one to you, one to you, and one to you. Put it on. What's it do? Oh, well, these helmets are to make sure that you guys, well, basically are kept an eye on. It prevents you from using scrying spells uh, to send out messages and stuff like that. It prevents mind-controlling effects from being on you, so that way we know people aren't being charmed and used against us within the city. You're outsiders, after all. Seems fair. Makes sense to me. Right. I take off my moose antler uh, <laughs> helmet, kind of stuff it on my pack, and throw on the new helmet. Put it in my butt. Put my hair out of You're welcome not to wear them, but we'll eject you from the city and wipe your memory. <laughs> I give my How do you wipe memory? Magic. <laughs> you probably don't want to find out. <laughs> Most people you don't remember how. <laughs> Man, fair enough. Too big to help All right, so you feel like. It's tingling on your scalp, and it, like, kind of attaches. So now it's... You can't get it off if you were to try. He says, oh, by the way, they also have exploding runes imbued on them. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Behave yourselves. He smiles and winks at you and hits the button on the desk as the portal opens again. Isn't Traven great, I say, as a hop through the portal? Great! I'm going to leave him a five-star review. He is the best. (laughs) Alright, yeah. right, so you guys step into the portal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, once again, you feel the strange sensations of teleportation. So funny. <clears throat> and you take form once more. As your vision comes into focus, the sight before you is breathtaking. Gleaming marble walls tower high all around you. People move about in fine robes carrying gilded tomes, their faces buried in them. Honestly, they're not really paying you any mind at all, despite the strange sight you must be in this isolated land. <sighs> Hundreds of crystal platforms float in the air on all sides throughout this tower at varying heights. They all span about a few yards in diameter, and in the center of each of them is a purple portal. You see some of them flash as people exit or enter, And along the walls of this vast tower are more of these crystal platforms, but instead of a portal within the center, are stones similar to the ones you saw outside used for entrance to the city. These are all at ground level, by the way. Uh, So a man walks to one of the little platforms nearest you, places his hand upon it, and without looking up from his readings, mutters Archive 93736. The platform then floats up from the ground and then glides up through the air towards one of the platforms above you, and he steps through the portal. 
before the platform returns. Mm. Everybody make a perception tech check. Mm. That's a three. Why did I use it? That makes no sense. Wow. I'll let you have that. It's fine. I was like, I was amazed. I was like balancing the edge of that. Liz? Okay. And John C got 19 plus a lot. Five. Okay. Alright. 24. Johnson, you notice a cloaked figure moving with more purpose than the others to a platform some 50 feet away. And you can just barely hear him whisper archive 867 or 864. But you're unable to make out the rest of the numbers he states. You see his mouth continue to move afterwards. Mm-hmm. He then floats up far beyond your sight. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So, Kirillai, you know where you what you need to do. Go, go to Boston. So. Okay, right now what you are standing in is a great towering hall with many, many portals all over the place. Okay, so then we would go through the portal too. You see people saying their destination they want to go to, and the portal, the platform will take them to the portal that brings them to the corresponding area. So far, you've passed through the quarantine area to enter the main area of the city, which appears to be a hub used for transportation and people get around through it. So we're going to so go I'm on to one And I know already in my head I'm presuming. Yep, you are going home. You, and I even gave you that nice little in context example of how you would go about doing that. So you just got to okay, walk up to the platform, platform and encourage them to come with me and okay. put my hand on the thing and say the number for the leader's area. Alright, so you say Grey Elven District as you place your hand upon the stone and you all feel lighter briefly as this platform floats up from the ground and carries you up about 200 feet and as it turns through the air, you're just taking in all the sights around you, the gleaming crystal, this is just such an amazing opulent sight, like You've never seen anything like this in your homelands at all. Um, and you arrive at the platform with the purple portal standing in front of you. Okay, I'm gonna walk through the portal. So you guys proceed through the portal. And as your bodies take form once more, you arrive in the Great Elven District. You are immediately struck by the difference of this place's appearance. The sky stretches out above you. It appears you're no longer inside this monolithic halls that form Arcania. You see mountains surrounding the horizon. Though, as you approach the city, you don't recall seeing any mountain ranges. The air here feels almost unnaturally still. Though the district teems with life. Perception tech. Check, everybody. Sixteen. Seventeen. All right. 
As you make your way, you notice stairs from all around. One more perception, please. Net 20. Six. Frank Nashton, you clearly hear that word from before, that one that was uttered with such disdain. Retire, retire, as people are whispering and looking at you. Would there be advantage because would I maybe have some kind of stories of this from my... Would you have advantage on your listen check? Yeah. Because you heard stories. From like my I'm not trying to be mean. I'm saying, why would that make you hear better? You just didn't hear this being said. All right. So, as Kirillai leads the way, you approach a fine building. On the outside of it, there is writing in Elvish that any of you who happen to be fluent in it may be able to read. I am. I am. Uh, Wormscar Hall is what it says. Wormscar Hall. Uh, as you enter the building, someone is standing behind the desk and says to you, uh, What are you here for? Oh, Kirillai, uh, the outsiders. Yes, we were informed already. Proceed. And a door opens. Come on, guys. So you walk through. All right. And as you guys enter this chamber, you see ten people st- sitting around a horseshoe-shaped table. At the head sit an elderly-looking male and female, gray elf. Standing next to them is a man in robes. He's a middle-aged person, I would say. Uh, fine features. Almost bears a resemblance to Kirillai. Mm-hmm. That is because she recognizes him as her father. Mm. While you have been received with suspicion thus far at best, the two gray elves, the elderly ones at the head of this table, they seem completely at ease with your presence, despite the whispers going amongst the room. I presume my dad is <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you a very stern, not happy look right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and it is at this point that the elderly gray elf raises his hand and says, So, the day has come. The end. Yay. Fade to black. <laughs> the prophecy. Oh. I'm in so much trouble. 